Hello and welcome. We have Jonathan Lowe here, uh, all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. How are you doing? We're fantastic, man. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, it's my pleasure uh, to have you here and to get to know you because um, I actually have to say I liked you from the first post that you did. Um, I, there's something obviously to do also with New Zealand because I love everyone mm -hmm. who lives in New Zealand. That's like already a free pass. Um, you have all <laughs> my admiration and attention. It's it's one of my favorite places in the world, if not the favorite place. So um, mm. yeah, H how did you end up in uh, New Zealand? It's really interesting. Um, I moved to New Zealand nearly 10 years ago. I was born in China and mm -hmm. I moved here nearly 10 years ago because my dad was teaching at a university. So we just moved and then I went to high school. After high school, I took a gap year because I had no idea what I wanted to do like growing up. And then I got into, I, I got really interested in the human body and the human mind. So then I thought, okay, what is the perfect place to learn about both the human body and the human mind? It would be something healthcare related. And that's how I got into pharmacy. And now oh. I'm I'm two weeks. Yeah, I'm two weeks from finishing this five-year degree. Oh. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Two weeks compared to five years, that's that's a long time. Yeah, it is. Time flies. Definitely. So are you ready for what comes after? Are you thinking about this or are you just focusing on your last days, uh, trying to get the most out of it? Yeah, I have two oral exams coming up and I got to say I am nervous because these two exams will determine whether or not I can become a pharmacist or not. But I'm quite I'm quite confident that I'll get good grades and I'll pass. But yeah, still, I'm really nervous. Stressed, yes, but more excited at the same time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So is this like your first degree or did you have like an under degree or something? That you already yeah, have? That's, that's a good question. I did one year of nursing school. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to become a nurse. But then I was asking a lot of questions to my lecturer about medication. Because I'm I'm really interested in how medication treat the body. What does it actually do when it enters the body? So then my lecturer, I think they got sick of me. So then they said, <laughs> okay, you know what? Just do pharmacy or just do medicine. You'll get all the answers by just learning it. So then I did one year of nursing. And then after that, they kicked me, they kicked me out of nursing and I got into pharmacy. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, I did. So pharmacy is a four-year degree, but adding on my nursing year, which is one year, so five years. Wow. Okay. So just, just wow. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Did you maybe think of still doing like the nursing degree at some point later in time? Or did you, was it clear for you? No, I, I'm I'm just going to go and become a pharmacist. I actually thought of going back to nursing last year, 
because I liked the patient interaction that I got during my nursing years. But then now I'm fourth year, I'm finishing. I realized that pharmacy is a really, really good degree if we want to expand our knowledge. There's a lot of opportunities around the entire world for pharmacists to do. Oh, definitely. And I mean, it's, so it's, yeah, it's I was thinking a, with, lot of, yeah. uh, a lot of money in it. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Depending on what country you're at. Yeah. Like New Zealand, can, it's okay. 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 Like as Switzerland, I think is really good. I had this, um, this guy, he was like sitting on the, on the sofa behind me just two days ago and we had a very fine mm -hmm. chat. Um, he was actually um, in a amateur band that I was coaching for a while. Um, and we still meet up until today and just have a good time talking. And he's actually working in the pharma industry. So he worked for Pfizer for a long time. I think he was oh, yeah. he studied biology and then moved to into, into pharma something. And then he worked for Pfizer. And now he's self-employed. He he went away and, and he has his own company and he's changing like crazy hourly rates, like crazy, you know. Um, he just told me my jaw dropped. I, I had to collect it all on the floor, um, but then it dropped again because just like the hinges weren't still fine. So I was just like dropping my jaw from, from all the cash is making and he's not even trying hard yeah you know he's not even trying hard he's oh, wow. just um offering his services and because he knows what you need like to when when a um medication is uh certified how to put it on the market he knows all the steps he's uh, just like, doing consulting yeah. for for uh different firms um and doing very well like he has too much work he has to cancel stuff wow that sounds like the dream. Yeah. So, so uh, do consider Switzerland. Here's a, like a very, very big pharma uh, complex and industry. Mm. Like there is Roche in Basel. I'm, I'm going to Basel right uh, after a call. And there's like a few mm. huge uh, buildings by them. I think Novartis is also there. Um, and there should be a yeah. third. So they're, they're just big in pharma. Let's, let's say yeah. like this. Yeah, pharma, they have unlimited money. I just put it this way. Yeah. Unlimited. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So were you thinking of going into that uh, a little bit, like just doing the big back, uh, the big buck? Yeah, I actually thought of it. Because my plan is to move to Australia next year, actually. Mm -hmm. And there's even more opportunities for pharmacists to go to either hospital or research or like big pharma. So there's way more opportunities. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is in my mind. Nice. And you're going to Melbourne, right? Am I remembering it correctly? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Good memory, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I, I, I can't remember everything. So um, I, I wasn't uh remembering uh, that you were becoming a pharmacist so just <laughs> just whatever but there's a lot of us and and a lot of us are doing uh very different things so what yeah what would you say was maybe your absolute biggest takeaway from your studies you know you going into them like being super interested in how uh, medication works 
what was like your biggest takeaway? It's actually how to talk to people. And you will think learning all these medicine, I will have all the knowledge in my brain on how to teach my patients how to take medicine and the side effects. But then I constantly need to remind myself that not everyone know what I know. And medicine can be very complicated. And how can I translate the side effects that's written on the label to everyday language for my patients to understand? So that part is so, so crucial to me. Yeah, and, and I'm guessing a lot of the side effects are also like um, uh, for a legal reason there because something might happen, and but it almost never yeah. does. But they just have to put it there um, because of the studies or, or because of whatever. And there are people that get yeah. scared. Like I remember also when I was like a kid growing up and then I would just like read these packages mm -hmm. when I was sick and I was like, oh my God, what is this? yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is quite crazy on some of the side effects a very simple medicine can do to your body so uh how do you how do you communicate yeah, that, that's, so i will have processes for example if you give me a one medicine that's for your blood pressure i would say okay this is what it does how does it do it? And what are the side effects? I would try my best not to mention any medical words because my patients, they can't understand. I always just assume that they won't understand those complex medical terms because I don't understand them either. Yeah. So I would say, okay, if you take this medicine, your blood pressure would drop. How? By making your blood vessels bigger. And some of the side effects would be tiredness and dizziness. Why? Because when your blood vessels expand, you will feel a little bit dizzy. And when you experience those side effects, we can just sit down or do your things a bit slowly, like stand up a bit slowly, walk a bit slowly. So that's my normal approach. I just, I don't want to include any complex terms because i know that they can't understand i love it it's it's actually very comforting for me to hear you know uh my, my brother is taking mm -hmm. um medication to to drop his blood pressure um because this like a genetic uh. thing in our family everyone has high blood pressure f for some reason i don't which is mm -hmm. weird um but i'm also eating a lot of uh, what do you call it aioli so um this this should be like a natural uh mm. <laughs> dropper of of blood pressure that's why you see me chill all the time <laughs> but do do you do like anything um um anything else uh for uh, let's say uh, maybe nutrition based uh, advice with them like uh, maybe if you're taking medicine to to like lower your blood pressure you shouldn't be drinking a lot of coffee or you shouldn't be uh like uh, i don't know going to mm. mcdonald's every day uh or is that already outside of your um expertise that's a good question man it is inside my expertise we call that lifestyle questions or lifestyle 
recommendations. Mm -hmm. We will say, try to eat more vegetables, exercise more, eat literally any fruits that you can possibly think of and try to not go to McDonald's <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we want our patients to be healthy. We mm -hmm. want them to live a long life and long and safe life. And it's really heartwarming to see that some of the times they'll come back and say, hey, this medicine really works. Thank you for giving us those advice. Even though we're not the one that make the medicine, we're just the one that give it to them. But then they'll come back and appreciate us and tell us that our recommendation worked. It just really warms my heart, man. Awesome stuff. So basically, if I'm hearing this correctly, you have already a lot of work experience. So did you do like a part-time job or is this like part of, of your education? It's both. It's part of my education. And I do work at a pharmacy nearly three years now. Wow. So I see hundreds of patients when I go to work. And I can... I'm fortunate enough to be in a position to give them advice. Sometimes I think it's actually crazy. Like a 24-year-old giving a 70-year-old advice on their lifestyle and how they should live their life. In my mind, I still can't comprehend it. But they listen. It's like they 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 trust me. Mm -hmm. And they take my advice. That part means a lot to me. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Like the trust that you just mentioned. Do you maybe have yeah. like the white um uh the white clothing that pharmacists wear sometimes? Is is that a thing in New Zealand? Yeah, I do. My my white cloth is actually at the background somewhere. I can't find it. Okay, okay. Um because I, yeah. I mean these are uniforms, right? And they they speak a lot of authority and then do you think that maybe like 50 years ago, people who would come to the pharmacy and see you wearing the white coat, like the 70 years old, would they be respectful and trusting in the same way as people are today? Trust is a very tricky thing after I've been in the medical field for five years. That white coat not only give us the power or the authority to provide care, but it also build on trust. Whenever I put on that white coat, I can just see the patient see, look at me different and compare when I take it off. They just see me different. They have that almost instant respect and willing to listen. And it's quite magical. Yeah, it is magical. So yeah, similar respect, I'd say, even more. Because now, with social media and internet, people know what nurses do. People know what doctors do. People know what pharmacists do. So then they have more respect to us, thanks to social media. Interesting. Really interesting. So um, I was thinking it too, like when you mentioned, yeah, it's crazy that these 70 years old are giving me respect. Um I thought about it and it, it, this has really changed. Like we are living in a time where this is changing, where the older generation has recognized somehow that um, there's a lot of value that they are missing on, um, a lot of knowledge that maybe they don't have yet. And I think this mm. is also maybe due to just like our technological development because 
everything is changing so rapidly and and you see the young people doing everything with computers and internet and stuff like that and yeah. we already have parts given up right so i'm not going to do computer stuff or i'm not going to do email mm -hmm. and then i know that they know yeah. so i trust them right yes so, but there's also a lot of responsibility on your end then i mean you're still very young but you, you oh, need to yeah. step up yeah i'm every time i go to work i learn new things every single time whether it is if you add these two medicine together the patient might die or if you add these two medicine together they will cure faster things like this it's it still blows my mind how medicine works. Whoa. And as pharmacists, yeah. And as pharmacists, one of our main responsibility is to make sure that the medicine the doctor gives is appropriate for the patient. And what we do is we will ask when we receive a prescription, like a piece of, like, a, for example, a piece of paper prescription, we will ask the patient, okay, do you, are you allergic to anything? Do you have any bad reactions to anything at all or medicine, fruits, vegetable, anything? And sometimes they will say yes. And then I'll look down and say, oh, your doctor prescribed you the thing that you have that you are allergic to. So that we need to call the doctor and say, hey, this patient is really allergic to this. If they take it, they might need to go to the hospital. This is my recommendation. And this is the alternative medicine that we can use. What do you think? So this type of conversation happened daily. I'd say even every 10 minutes at a local pharmacy. Wow. Because we are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're like a safety net for our patients. Yeah. I mean, so and it, we know. Excuse me. <laughs> it seems like yeah. you were doing like the um, just catching eventual mistakes by doctors and preventing patients to actually get uh, hurt by the medication or, or yeah. get complications or whatever. So this is like a really good thing where you um, have this, as you said, safety net, like just double check up. Is everything all right? Is everything good? So yeah. give a thumbs up or maybe let's check. Yeah. Yeah. We do that a lot. <laughs> And uh, what do you think is that? Because the doctors have just too many patients and they sometimes forget to check on these things or they're not as educated regarding medication and then they just prescribe and they know that you will call them if if anything's wrong? That's a really good question, man. In New Zealand, I'm not too sure about other countries. Doctors only get 15 minutes to see a patient. Like 15 minutes, that's not enough at all. And they have sometimes more than 20 or 30 patients daily. So they can get very, very busy. And when you're very busy, sometimes you will forget that, oh, my patient is allergic to this. Or, oh, my patient actually don't have high blood pressure. Yeah. And it's based on a lot of understanding and communication between pharmacists and doctors. We understand that they're really busy and they understand that we're here. Not to save their ass, but to save our patient and to take care of our patients. So there's a mutual trust and even reliability involved nice. in the in many health professionals. 
they are as educated but more than us. We just know everything about the medication. Wow, that's that's great stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, it, just out of curiosity, is there like an electronic system for patients in New Zealand? Like, if uh, they get admitted to a hospital, they have like just an electronic card and they scan it or whatever, and then you see all their data, and then you see all their uh, oh. what they're allergic to or or how their um, history has been when they had. Uh, certain checkups or were admitted to the hospital for something else or or other illnesses does that exist unfortunately no not yet we are trying the new government is trying to create a system like this in new zealand there's the north island and the south island fortunately for the south island there is a system like that but then the north island which is where i'm at we don't we don't know why maybe we just don't have enough resources but when i went to one of the south island hospitals for two weeks to do my experience type of thing and i realized that the system is well built we have similar as you said you swipe a card but instead of a card you have a personal number we call it like national health index or something you enter the patient's number and everything will come up medication family history blood test that you have done you did 30 years ago it has everything awesome. but north island which i'm at no and getting there slowly. north island is more developed like with auckland and the million people yes. living there yes yeah but no not yet not yet Okay, S- same thing in Switzerland. Like my girlfriend is is working in mm. a hospital. She's a pediatrician, and mm. it's the same thing. They don't have an electronic patient system. Everything is so mm. much harder to find out. Sometimes she needs to call the doctor's offices for two or three times. Sometimes they couldn't give out the info because they're missing some legal document or admittance and they're they're like sorry we can't give this to you on the phone you need like written consent by the patient or whatever and it's really so excruciating yeah it is quite painful and the tricky part is skilled people uh oh sorry we were again (laughs) talking in different times yeah Yeah, we blame zoom (laughs) yeah the tricky part is <laughs> the tricky part is if I'm a North North Islander, go to South Island, they don't have my record. The only way they can access it is by using the same number, but they may not be able to get my information. So they don't know what I'm allergic to. They don't know what medication I'm taking. They don't know my family history. If they're lucky, my doctor, like my family medicine doctor, would write something on my record. But I'd say 50% of the time, we can't find anything. It's really challenging. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Like, I, I'm just thinking okay. of, of you, you being, you know, like highly skilled and highly educated. And you have also the doctors who are highly skilled and highly educated, which would technically mean that their time is the most valuable, right? Like, time is really of the essence if you want to provide a very good service and to many patients and to be attentive and just by not having the system implemented 
you're wasting so much of this time for for things that are completely mundane um and i would argue that like if one good ceo came in like it could be half decent doesn't even have to be good but they could like implement it in every place like personally i would do it like i i already offered like you know what i will just go to every hospital here in switzerland and i will just like implement the system give me like a week um to find out the best system and three weeks to implement it and we will have it like you can really do a lot in a very short time just with decisiveness and not too much insecurity and too much oh we need to double check or triple check just do it but here there are a lot of concerns around data privacy so they don't want somebody else checking on your history um and they don't want someone else knowing what you might or uh, might not have because they're like also private insurances. So health insurance mm. in Switzerland is just private and you're obliged to pay for it. So, um, yeah. and um, uh, like the, the, the premiums that you pay are growing each year. Like for next year, they're growing 10%, which is really crazy because in this way, doctors get paid directly by the by the insurance companies and then doctors can charge more without the patients hurting right so the insurance companies are paying more and then like the system is completely bonkers like what they did um it's been growing exponentially in the last 20 years or so and everybody's saying how really bad it is um, and they don't care. So you have like maybe 20, mm. 30, 40 different companies and they're like headhunting mm. like crazy. This is exactly the time of headhunting. They would call everyone around. I, I'm, I'm getting phone calls all the time. Like, would you like to switch your health insurance, please? We have great offers for you. And then um, they would get commission for me switching. Mm. And like the legal... Um, amount of, of commission that they declared this is only on additional health insurance and this is 500 million francs per year of commission that they pay out this is just the commission what? and apparently there uh, we assume that there is like a darker commission in in the mm. uh, that's not declared for the regular um, oh wow! The regular admittance. Uh, well, basically, I pay more than four thousand a year for health insurance. Gosh. I have also like additional ones. So, for example, I they pay like uh, my um, membership for the gym, so I don't have to pay that. Oh. And they pay like massages that I do. They pay oh, for my for my um, traditional Chinese medicine therapy. Uh, so oh, I applied wow. like for for different uh, certain extras in it, and then they pay for all of it. And I go take a massage; it's maybe like one hundred fifty per hour, and they pay all of it. I mm-hmm. I don't pay a dime, nothing. Um, so they are oh, paying a lot of these preventive stuff, so you don't get mm. sick in the first place. But just thinking mm-hmm. about it, like this year, I spent easily more on the health insurance than what I got out of it. Mm. Oh wow! Can I ask you a bit more questions about how 
the how system work. Yeah, sure, sure. Please, I'm really do. curious. Please do. <laughs> yeah. So, you mentioned that some companies will offer like gym membership, traditional Chinese medicine, massages. Yeah. What about medication fee? Do you need to pay for your medication on top of the insurance? It depends. Like certain medication, if it's um put put down by the doctor, like uh, if I get a receipt from the doctor that I really need this medication, um, then they will pay for it. But then there's like also a a, a franchise which I have to um, pay everything myself until it's filled up. Like for example, this would ah, be. Okay. If if I would like get sick um, and need to go to the doctor, then I would pay these bills myself up until maybe two and a half thousand, or I can I can set it myself like how high I want it to be, and then I just have to pay these bills yeah. myself. And then if it goes over the threshold, let's say this would be super complicated uh, operations or everything mm. or anything like that, then they will cover like the rest. But I have to pay like the first. Two and a half thousand of uh, uh, this. So they're like um, the system is designed to cover up like these really expensive um, treatments for let's mm -hmm. say cancer patients or very uh, expensive mm -hmm. surgeries, stuff like that. Um, so these people don't get back bankrupt. Uh, but everybody right. still. So it's made like you don't go to the doctor for every little thing that you have and if you want to do that mm -hmm. you just have to pay a much larger monthly fee but then you have a much smaller franchise per year that you pay and then you can go to the doctor how much you want oh that's interesting in new zealand is every medication it's free really yeah they changed it recently it was five dollars before but okay. now everything is amazing you need to pay to, yeah you need to pay to go to your general practitioner or your family doctor and it will be around like 50 to 80 new zealand dollars and then whatever medicine that they on the prescription is free but except like medicine like cancer treatments they are quite expensive but yeah. i say 90 percent of the old medicines are free the government pays for it and and for cancer treatments do, does the government pay also it depends on what type of cancer treatment. Some, yes. Some, unfortunately, no. Like the approved ones, yes. And the experimental new ones, exactly. no. Okay. Yep, exactly. The approved ones, everything is free. Unapproved, eh, they will negotiate with the okay. manufacturer, let's just say Pfizer and other parts. Because I actually worked at that approval part of the New Zealand government is really interesting to see the clinical results, to see the studies going on, and to read the studies. There are thousands and thousands of pages of those studies. And we need to see, okay, this part of it is a bit weird because they did not say what type of side effects this patient has experienced. What we do is we will flag, we will flag it and send it to the company and say, explain this. Wow. All other parts are okay, but just there's one thing at the 1,000 page, explain this. And then the company will write us a letter back saying, oh, we're sorry. This is might have been a mistake. We'll update you a new one immediately, something like that. 
Okay. It's fascinating how it works, like the approval thing and how a government works with a pharmaceutical company. Crazy. Crazy. And and yeah. medical treatments, like is this also free for everyone? Like if I had to go to the doctor in New Zealand? It depends. Uh, what type of medical treatments are we talking about? Well, let's say I have I'm having like a flu. I need oh, to yeah. see the doctor. It's, yeah, you need to pay to go to see your doctor. But it also depends on if you have private insurance, then maybe your private insurance will cover it. Uh, but normally it's yeah, you need to pay for it. So you have public insurance and private insurance. Oh, public public insurance is called ACC, which everyone is entitled to, and it's free. We we pay by our taxes, mm -hmm. but everyone just let's just say if I broke my arm. Yeah. And I went to the emergency department. And of course, I don't know about Switzerland, but hospital is free. You don't need to pay a dime, you don't need to pay for anything. Hospital is free, and then they will write you write a letter to your doctor and say, This Jonathan broke his arm. Mm -hmm. Apply for ACC. And then when ACC approves, my physio, my rehab. All the medication will be free. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Here it's a little bit more complicated. But that's that's a theme for another time. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, um, what I also was wondering was what would you say to me, for example, if I was a person who doesn't like medication at all, like I don't want to take any kind of medication. My girlfriend just had a patient like this. Um, the the kid dropped mm. on a um, uh, on a chair, and they had like a huge mm -hmm. cut in the forehead, and she had to uh. Uh, stitch it up. And the parents mm. didn't give the kid any vaccination, so it also didn't have their tetanus shot. And she okay. really advised them like to do it. And they, they had to sign this consent that against um, a doctor's advice, they, they, they didn't want to. And they also didn't give any pain medication to the kid. They didn't want to. Um, they were like super attentive. The dad was like reading a book with him uh, while she was stitching and the kid didn't even flinch or anything. Uh, so they're really taking care of uh, their kid but they're super against any type of medication. So what would you say to that? This happens actually a lot in my practice. Either a patient won't take this type of medication or a patient won't take this brand of medication. My approach is I will try my best to understand why they don't want to. Because maybe it's religious reason or past experiences mm -hmm. but on my side i will explain okay this is exactly how this medication works i will write it i will write down the process because i deal with this type of patient a lot i'll write down the process I say okay you take this medication this is what it does and where does it fix and these are the side effects that you need to look out for i will present it to them and let them decide do i want it do i not Let's just say if we're lucky and they decided to take it, perfect, wonderful news. But then is if they're still hesitant or still have strong opinions on taking medicine, 
all we can do is reassure them that no matter what happens, we are here for them. They are our responsibility to take care of. We are their health professional. If anything happened, come back to us or their doctor or go to a hospital immediately. We're here for them. Nice. That sounds so really we want to build it. Yeah, we want to build a safety net because we are the safety net. Let them know that no matter what happened, you are being taken care of. Awesome. This is awesome, really. And Thanks, like, do you also sometimes think that maybe people are taking too much medication? Like uh, there would be doctors who like to prescribe far too much for maybe stuff that's not even needed. Yeah, you asked some really, really good questions. <laughs> Thanks. We, yeah, I'm working with a my one of my lecturers to see this phenomenon, like doctors prescribing too many medicine. It's called polypharmacy, like literally means many medicine. Yeah. And what we do is to identify those meds that are just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you even taking this? So we will inter- like do an interviews or sorts with the patients and be like, okay, let's just go through your medication list. You're taking this for your high blood pressure. You're taking this maybe for your hair growth. But do you really need pain relief? Are you experiencing any pain right now? And normally the, the patient will say, no, I'm not experiencing any pain. And then we as pharmacists will ask, is it okay if I take this medication off from your list? Because we don't want you to keep taking all these meds without even benefiting your body. Might even cause more harm. Yeah. And they'll say, oh yeah, actually, we can take it off. There was one time I was working with a hospital pharmacist mm-hmm. and the patient had 12 medicine in her back. 12. Some of them are once a day. Some of them are three times a day. Oh my and God. I just look, look at her and just went, how can you manage to take all these medication? And she was really proud. That patient was adorable. She was so proud. She was quite old, around 70. And she said, yeah, I have an alarm for every single one of my medication. And I asked my pharmacist to put it in a pack. Or those sachets that whenever it's five o'clock, I take my afternoon meds. And we look at her and just say, do you want to cut? Do you want us to cut down these medicine? Although you're pretty happy with them. And she just said, yeah, I don't really like taking meds. My doctor just gave me all of these meds without really explaining it to me. So if I can, I would love to take them down. So fortunately, we were able to cut from 12 to 5. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, we, the pharmacist that I was with, she was amazing. The best I've ever worked with, ever. Wow. And and I'm just and wondering, that... uh, do you have also like um, medication that maybe um, would be prescribed and but then another problem arises and then you have to take medication for that? And then there's like another oh. one that you have to take the medication for that. But if you like prescribe the the right one in the first place, you wouldn't have to do like all this thing, but you would just like have one that actually solves the problem without the the dreaded side effects. I'm getting triggered, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting triggered. 
I'm here to trigger everyone. Yes, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yes. And that's when us as pharmacists step in and say, hey, there's better alternatives with less side effects. There was many, there were many cases that I dealt with that medicine A causes condition B, and then we need medicine C to treat condition B. But then it will have a bunch of side effects, like just bad side effects that causes more harm than benefit. Yeah. And it's it's heartbreaking to see that, man. But we don't blame the doctors either. We understand that they all come from a place of love and compassion. But sometimes they need to understand what is the best for the patient. It's not saying that we know what's the best. It's just by having more time. If they have more time to talk to the patients, they might get more information from them. But the current health system is not giving doctors more time to literally talk and understand their patients. So that is a upstream, like a upstream issue. Wow. Mm. Yeah, and, and I'm guessing it's also maybe just a lot of missing information because probably you really have to stay up to date in your field, but doctors are so preoccupied with everything. And then they also have to do like, um, keeping up with the knowledge, but it's not just the medication. It's also new treatments. It's also new diseases that have been discovered. It's new everything. So um, yeah. you, you just can't do it all. Like, let's be honest, you can't. That's why health professionals, we rely on each other. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you seem super centered super calm like you have a wonderful perspective on all of this it's it's a lot of compassion a lot of understanding so it's it's a pleasure just um seeing how you think about all of this and how you handle yourself it's it's great like i would love you to be my pharmacist man like uh, i, I i'm already having so much trust in in everything that I, need. I need to get my white coat wait hold on yeah no, you don't even need it with me like it's it's fine like even without i um, I feel the energy. So great stuff. Uh, Thank you, man. That means what I was wondering is where does all the transformation mm -hmm. mastery stuff fit in with uh, with all of this that you have been doing? Like how um, it, it it is a little bit of a um, thing that that helps people, right? But how does this fit mm -hmm. in with everything that you do? Another great question, man. Although I cannot really promote Transformation Mastery and my pharmacy, but one thing that I learned from TM that truly, literally transformed my relationship with my patients is to listen. I know it sounds so basic, but when you're truly focusing on your patient and coming from a place of inspiration, love, and compassion, they can feel it. They feel it immediately. And a lot of times I hear comments like, wow, I don't think I've ever felt a, patient, a, a pharmacist listen to me before. That warms my heart and breaks my heart at the same time. And I always have a mantra of saying, be the change you want to see in the world. And I want to improve my patient's outcome. I want to improve their health. 
although it takes more time for me to listen to them, but if that's what it takes to make them be better, literally their body get better, I will do it. Now, this is this is a huge one. Like uh, what you said about listening. I had this experience, like I broke my hand uh, two months ago. I was admitted to the um, emergency room and uh, I got loud two times. And I really had to get loud because I was ignored by these people. Like I was saying things, mm -hmm. they were just not, not listening. I had, for example, still my cycling glove on and I told them, please just uh, cut it off because last time um, when I broke my other hand, I had like a dislocation of the bone and oh. then I had to operate. Um, mm -hmm. And I would really yeah. prefer to, to not have surgery on my hand uh, because I'm a musician and it's very, all very risky. Yeah. And uh, just let's go get a uh, scissors and, and cut it off. And then the doctor was like, no, no, you know, I can, I can take it off my hand. And she, she like starts talking on it. Um, and then I got super loud. I was like, bring me the bleeping scissors. I'll cut it out <laughs> myself, but just like, do not touch me. Um, and then she was like, okay. And it was like a young, um, uh, what's, what's, what they're, they called like, um, residents. Yeah. So, um, but no listening skills whatsoever. And, uh. I do understand why people feel this way. Like, really, really. But I'm sorry I, to hear that, man. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a story, right? Um, how did you come across Transformation Master in the first place? Uh, similar to a lot of people, I was in a pretty bad mental state during the shift from nursing to pharmacy. Okay. Because everyone in pharmacy was significantly smarter than me. They are all they all of them know almost all of the medicine. And I'm just there being like, hi, I know how to talk to people. That was the only advantage that I had over everyone else. And then I had this huge imposter syndrome that I just didn't feel like I belong. I, I so then, can't imagine as what everyone... just seeing you right now, mm -hmm. feeling how you are. I, I can't imagine you being that way, just just for the record. <laughs> and then just as what everyone would do, I go on YouTube, I buy books, I buy programs just to find something or anything to make me feel better. And I whenever I I used I used to have a really bad habit of whenever I feel stressed or feel inadequate, or feel not good enough, I will go to the gym immediately. It turns out to be great because I'm in a very good shape, but I know that it doesn't fix anything within. I'm still feeling empty inside. And then one random day, one of Julian's video popped up, and I watched through it. It was a one similar to a guided guided release session. And I resonate with it so, so much. I was crying with the audience. And then that night, I think I binged five or 10 of that video. And I just went, okay, I am going to learn from this guy. I don't even know who he is. He's wearing this crazy outfit, <laughs> wearing sunglasses during a speech. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> but somehow I just trust him. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who is this guy? That at that time he has a huge beard. Yeah, 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 and it was like all over the place, like like this somewhat. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? This guy might look a bit insane, but his teaching is so so good. So then I dove into it, and then at the beginning of this year. He was. He made a another YouTube channel saying that, "Hey, I want coaches," and I signed up immediately. I'm like, "Yes, I want to work for you." You literally saved my life from being a very insecure kid to someone that can speak in front of public to someone that can teach a 70 year old how to take their medication. I want to give back to the community. I want to give back to you and spread your words to. Literally everyone around us, and that's how I got into this, and that's how I met you guys. Wow, that's it. Sounds so amazing and beautiful, man. Like really, really. And thank you. What was maybe like before you did the the certification? What was maybe there like your biggest takeaway or the biggest thing that you you just? I mean, you, you said you resonated most with this uh, guided meditation when you when you um looked before but like after that like when you learned more about his teachings what was like maybe the most important thing for you growing up as a asian kid we were taught that our feelings don't matter at all there's no such thing as mental health in any asian background but then as a kid i always feel that Feeling it should be acknowledged because it doesn't make sense if we can feel, but then people tell us to ignore it. So for the longest time, I've been battling with showing my true authenticity of being emotional and the whole social expectation, parental expectation, and just conditioning. And then there was one video that Julian said, emotions should be celebrated. Be authentic. Show your emotions. Don't suffer down anymore. You've been too harsh on yourself. And then I just broke. I I, I actually broke. <laughs> I just cried. Because that was the first time in my life that I heard someone, anyone say, your feelings matter. And that that broke me and reshaped me. Oh and now I can use the knowledge that I learned to inspire others that felt the same way, that were, that felt stuck. I want to be authentic, but just couldn't. And I felt very fortunate to join this certification program. Yeah, I, I Regardless mean, of the outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we hope for the best. <laughs> but I mean, like, just what, you, what yeah. you said right now, it's so beautiful on so many levels. Because what you do for the people now, and what you say is, is like the the main thing is just listening and lending yeah. an ear and just offering this presence. Right. And I mean, just by what you described is exactly what you felt when seeing this video, like it, it, it wasn't even mm-hmm. like a um, dialogue. Right. And and I think this is the power uh, also that the Julian has that he can speak of things and make you feel heard and make you feel understood, even if you're not there. Yeah, 
it's really superpower. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, it goes really deep. And I also remember, like, just there was one video. I think he did like a crazy rant, um, where where it was just like unfiltered, everything coming out. And I was like, this dude is real. Like, I really enjoy this. Like, what he did. Everyone else is like, yeah, I'm yeah. super positive, and I'm just only focusing on this and only on success and hustle, hustle, hustle. And he was like, nah, man, if you don't want to go to the gym f the gym if you don't want to do this f that and and i was like yes thank you thank you i needed this <laughs> yes awesome. i'm like yes finally yeah and and i was really happy to meet you in the certification program like there's so many great people yeah. how how was this for you like just from the from the first part where where you um saw that he's looking out for coaches and um the whole enrollment thing uh what was your process like what what happened for you oh wow it was an emotional roller coaster because we all know the cost of signing in and as a student i did not have that money but then deep down i don't know why i just know I just knew that signing up will change my life. So do you remember one video that Julian said, a gun to your head, get $1,000. I can get you out of jail. That that video. Yeah. I called everyone. <laughs> and be like, hey, can you maybe perhaps borrow me some money? I'm, doing, I'm going to do this course that I can guarantee you it will change my life and your life. I will become a different person. And it's worth it. So I call my mom, I call my dad, I call my grandma, I call my sister. And they're like, yep, do it. We fully support you. And then I got it. I got on a call with one of Julian's coaches. They're like a one hour interview, phone interview. Talk about where I am. How do I get to where I am now? What do I think of Julian? And then... All of a sudden, I got one email saying that you're in. Congrats. Nice. And I got into the um, Facebook group. And then just seeing you, Brendan, and a bunch of other people just being real, being authentic, and not giving a beep of what other people think. And then that's when I thought, this is where I belong. This is the type of people I want in my life. But you guys are in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm in the Southern Hemisphere. I will go visit you guys one day. I I, I promise. Yeah, I'm coming to visit you as well. Like, like really, I told you, that's uh, yeah. my favorite corner of the world. So I, I'm, I'm coming back, mm. for sure. And then everyone, every single person in this group is just so wholesome, so caring, and just so loving. Whenever any of us have a question, everyone will jump in and say, yep, I know this type of tech equipment that you can use. Oh, you need some help with mic? Yep, I got you. Like like yourself. You're like, yeah, I got you. This is what I can recommend. Do you want to jump on a Zoom with us? Yes, we can do this. We can do that. And it just fills my heart with love and just compassion. I want to give more. I want to give more out. So it is a true blessing. This. 
amazing like for me personally also i wasn't sure like how the facebook group will uh will behave how it will go out because in the beginning um there was like a bunch of people but then it kind of changed a little bit who was present and who wasn't and um i think i i really had no idea where where this is going to go and it blew my mind like all the expectations i had um we're long past that it's it's just amazing like to connect and what ideas come up and just like this is like this uh, continuous spiral um going up and i couldn't be more excited like before i thought i had the greatest job like as a musician and the bestest stuff but now when i'm talking to you guys um (laughs) there's like this amazing energy like it's even higher and even more vibrant and even much more impactful that i'm like yeah. oh my god how how could i have not been doing this for so long in my life like why didn't i do it sooner <laughs> yeah but i guess the timing is right and this coaching thing literally yeah i was just gonna say that yeah the timing the timing is so perfect for me and i think for a lot of people in the group too Definitely. I mean, it is a true blessing knowing you and every every single person in that group. Hey. And I was I was thinking because you know Julian used to do with Owen used to do those world summits that they will go yeah. to one city and just have fun. Yeah, maybe us as coaches we can do that too. Yeah, I I love that idea. I love that. That's that's crazy. Yeah. We, we just go to one city. We just have fun. Wow, we could like convert a whole city, you know, just like so many coaches <laughs> in one place, like the, the city just transforms from the inside out. Just, you know, this this, oh, yes. this light, uh, when, you, when you see it mm. from the satellite, you can just like tell, oh, there's like a light spreading. Yes, it's positive energy, vibration, yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would it's be exciting great. news. That would, that would be great. Amazing. Wow, World Summit stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, TM World Summit. That's a really good idea, man. That's a really good idea. Love it. Like Avengers Assemble. <laughs> exactly. Transformers assemble it would be <laughs> yeah that that would be the nickname Transformers yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that's a that's a catchy name Transformers World Assembly <laughs> yeah people go wait what and we're like yeah Transformers great stuff hey Jonathan I enjoyed talking to you so much I really got a go now jump off but we will have a uh, second talk uh, sometime soon i've absolutely enjoyed it immensely um i felt that i was clicking with you as i said like from the first moment uh it's it's been a pleasure to finally get to meet you like really one-on-one and and talk it out and i think there's a lot of other things to talk out so i can't wait to see you next time i can't wait either thank you for having me Hey, have a great day, have a good night, and all the best to you, man.